Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports.com. Transfer portal window has closed. The NFL draft is over. From here on out, Arkansas just looking to add to the roster. We're going to talk about that with football, basketball. Danny West is going to join us to help break it all down, answer your questions and more. Answer your questions as well. All that and more on Hogsports Live. Hey, I wanted to let everybody know before we get started, we are strongly considering if we find the right person out there looking to make an addition at Hog Sports. So if you think you have what it takes to be a part of the team, send me an email with a subject line, Hog Sports Job. That's H-A-W-G Sports altogether, J-O-B in all caps. Okay, Hog Sports and then a different word, job. The reason I have it like that is just so it's easy on my email for me to, to search it and find it. So Hog Sports and then the next word, J-O-B, job, in all caps. Send it to Trey at hogsports.com. That's T-R-E-Y at H-A-W-G sports.com. Include a cover letter, a resume, along with any writing samples or videos you have of your work. Okay? If you're interested in working at Hog Sports, again, we're seriously considering making hires. Most media companies out there aren't making hires, but we're looking to. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, where do we want to start today? What's a good starting place? The SEC and the Big Ten highlight conferences with the most 2023 NFL draft picks. Just to run down the list, Conference USA had three. Mountain West had five. Mid-American had seven. Sunbelt had nine. The American had ten. Pac-12 had 27. Big jump once you get to the Power Five. Big 12 had 30. ACC had 32. Big 10 had 55, a big jump there. And the SEC, once again, year after year, leads the way with 62 total draft picks. Arkansas didn't really contribute a lot to that. I mean, you look at the SEC, there were 13 teams that had a player drafted. Vanderbilt didn't, I guess. Arkansas is tied for 11th with two, tied with Mississippi State, two. So that means they contributed 3.2% of those 62 players that were drafted. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. And you had some guys, you know, some disappointments. Obviously, Drew Sanders went third round uh, to Denver. He was projected to go more like second round. So he slipped a little bit, not dramatically, but slipped a little bit. On the other hand, Ricky Stromberg was projected more fourth, fifth round, and he went in the third round to Washington. So those are the only two. Matt Landers, people were talking about him as a fifth-round guy, didn't get drafted. Jaden Hazelwood talked about his, you know, sixth, seventh, didn't get drafted. Dalton Wagner, seventh. You know, a lot of people are not expecting him to get drafted. Um, and if he did, it was seventh round, but but went undrafted also. So you only had two guys get drafted from Arkansas. Um, which, again, is just, you know, you had – I'm not expecting Arkansas to be like Alabama and Georgia, you know, Georgia's defending national champions. Alabama's a perennial national championship contender. Both those teams had 10 players drafted. But there's like five, six teams in the SEC that had at least five players drafted. And Arkansas should be in that range. Just to update where things stand. So we mentioned Drew Sanders. 
going to Denver, Ricky Strongberg, going to Washington, and then the rest of it's free agent deals. Jake Bates, kicker, kickoff man, signed an undrafted free agent deal with Tampa Bay. Matt Landers, and this is thanks to Andrew Ellis for compiling all this. Matt Landers signed an undrafted free agent deal with Seattle. Dalton Wagner, undrafted free agent deal with Las Vegas Raiders. Bumper Poole, who's, you know, Bumper might have gotten drafted had he not had so many injuries, but signed an undrafted free agent deal with Carolina Panthers. Jaden Hazelwood, undrafted free agent deal with Philadelphia. Latavius Brini has not signed anywhere. Dorian Gerald has not signed anywhere. Terry Hampton is not signed anywhere. And that's pretty much it. That's where things stand right now. Are we streaming okay here? So Arkansas has got to do a better job of producing NFL talent. As we mentioned, 3.2% of the 62 players came from Arkansas uh, out of the SEC. I don't think it's unreasonable to – and the teams that had five or more, South Carolina, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, LSU, okay, and then, of course, Georgia and Alabama had ten each. Uh, you know, when you look back at it, to me, again, Arkansas should always have about five players. You should expect like half of your starters to be NFL-quality players. I don't think that's crazy to think in this conference, especially with the talent increasing with the transfer portal and, and whatnot. But the last time Arkansas had five or more players drafted in the NFL was 2016 when Hunter Henry tied in, Brandon Allen, quarterback, Sebastian Dratola, offensive lineman, and then running backs Alex Collins and Jonathan Williams were all picked. They had five chosen in 2015. They had four in 2014, 13, and 12. Okay, just most recently. The last time Arkansas had six players drafted in a single year was 2008. They also had in 2004, they had six players drafted. What's coincidental about those two years is both of those years, they had, they had two first-round picks. In 2004, Sean Andrews and Ahmad Carroll. And then in 2008, Darren McFadden and Felix Jones. Since 2008, since that time, McFadden and Jones went, Arkansas has only had two first-round picks, Frank Ragnow in 2018 and Traylon Burks in 2022. So when you start looking at the seniors, right, you start looking at Arkansas's 10 seniors that are probably going to start for them this year, which of these guys have a chance to get drafted? K.J. Jefferson. Now, some of these guys like K.J. could come back for another year due to the COVID year forgiven in 2020. But we're just going to call them all seniors. K.J. Jefferson, Isaac Tesla, Andrew Armstrong, Brady Latham, Bo Limmer, Eric Gregory, Trajan Jeffcoat, Antonio Greer, Hudson Clark, Dwight McLaughlin. Who has a chance to get drafted? I would say Jefferson has a decent chance. McLaughlin has a good chance. And we'll see on the wide receivers, possibly Tesla. Trajan Jeffcoat, I think, has a chance. Brady Latham, I think, has a chance. Okay, so maybe it upticks. And you got to consider Rocket Sanders, who, you know, he has another 1,000-yard season, stays healthy, then he's, he's probably going to declare also. So maybe things will tick up a little bit next year. You know, specifically with K.J. Jefferson and his future, again, he could come back if he wants to. But projections for him, you know, everybody's coming out with their way too early list and stuff. Projections for him are all over the place. 6'3", 246 was his latest measurement. Yard Barker has him number six overall pick to Washington. Number six overall, first round. The Draft Network has him as the ninth best available quarterback. Pro Football Network doesn't have him listed among the top ten quarterbacks. The NFL, draw, the NFL Mock Draft Database projects Jefferson as a third rounder, 69 overall. NFL Draft Buzz lists him as the number 170 player and number 22 quarterback with a six-round projection. All over the place. Now, a lot of what's going to determine – 
how good K.J. Jefferson is next year is, you know, how well he works with Dan Enos and his new offense, his new wide receivers, which is going to be basically entirely new, which is going to be the case. You know, his leading receivers, top two guys, are going to be different for all three years as his, you know, he's a starter. It was, uh, it was Traylon Burks, Tyson Morris, year one for him, year two, Jaden Hazelwood, Matt Landers, year three probably going to be Isaac Tesla, Andrew Armstrong, maybe Isaiah Satania, maybe Tyrone Broden's in there. Um, you know, Tyrone Broden's another obviously older player. But, um, you know, I, I don't know if I project – I'm just kind of projecting Andrew Armstrong, Tesla, Satania as the starter. So, that's why I didn't mention him a minute ago. But, uh, you know, how good are those players? How good are your new tackles? Patrick Kudis, Devon Manuel. You know, those are going to go a long way in determining how good K.J. Jefferson is and whether he gets drafted. So, I like to look back to 2015 with Dan Enos when he was first at Arkansas. You look at Brandon Allen. You know, Brandon Allen was talked about a little bit as a potential draft pick heading into his senior season. He was still in the NFL last year, by the way, 30 years old now. So, before Enos' arrival in 2014, Allen went 190 of 339 passing. That's 56% for 2,285 yards, 20 touchdowns, 5 interceptions, so 129.2 efficiency rating. Okay, the next year with, with Enos in 2015, Allen went 244 of 370 passing, 65.9% for 3,440 yards, 30 touchdowns, 8 interceptions, and a school record that still stands, 166.5 efficiency rating. Okay, he ended up getting drafted in the sixth round, 201 overall. Since that time, you had Austin Allen. He took over as the starter in 2016. 2017, he was injured half the year, just started half the games. Brett Bielema was fired after that. Whole staff was fired, including Enos. John Scott was then retained. So then after the Allen brothers, you had Ty Story and Cole Kelly going back and forth, back and forth, who's going to be the starter. Uh, the next year, you had Nick Starkle and Ben Hicks back and forth, back and forth. Never could decide on a starter. And then you went and got Felipe Franks. Franks wasn't drafted, but he did make an NFL roster. One-year starter after transferring from Florida. So what can Enos do with K.J. Jefferson? Jefferson had a 165.2 rating last year before Enos, which is second highest all-time, only behind Brandon Allen's mark. He went 204-300 passing, 68%, which is also second all-time. 68%. That's behind Felipe Franks. For 2,648 yards, 24 touchdowns, and five interceptions, he also ran 158 times for 640 yards, nine more touchdowns. Okay. KJ's the best running quarterback that Arkansas has had in almost 20 years since Matt Jones. He's also the second most efficient passing quarterback. So, what is that going to mean for him? Dan Enos, two new offensive tackles, new wide receivers. What's that going to mean for K.J. this year in his draft stock? Flipping ahead real quick to basketball. Talk amongst yourselves on football. We're going to be joined with Danny here in a minute. But with basketball, obviously the, the NBA draft is coming up. But just looking at Arkansas's roster, right now if Jordan Walsh and – Debo Davis come back, then they'd have 13, which is the maximum they can have on scholarship. Um, Darian Ford just mentioned or just announced that he has entered the transfer portal. He was the most recent, I guess. Uh, the second guy after announcing that he's going to return to enter the portal. I know a lot of people are upset about Darian Ford, and I am too. I, I, I want an Arkansas guy that was highly regarded to have success at Arkansas. But I also understand that Darian Ford was not going to play above the guys that they're bringing in. Okay, on paper, you know, you look at the guys that are that are coming in and you look at Darian Ford. Darian Ford was like the number 78th ranked player in the country coming out of high school. But all these guys that are coming in now were ranked behind him, not as highly ranked, but they're all better than Darian. I thought somebody made a good point. I think it was G.B. Babber. G.B. Babber, G.B. Baber. I'm not sure how to say it and just read it all the time. He's on our message board. But he had a good point. Like, does it make more sense, unless you're like a top 40 player, does it make more sense for you to go to a mid-major and then, like, dominate and then make the move to a major college program with their NIL, with how you're viewed 
Maybe that's, maybe that's the path now versus going to, you know, a program like Arkansas scoring 15 points on the entire year and then having to transfer down, which makes more sense now. It's not a bad point by him. So you got L. Ellis coming in, Jeremiah Davenport, Caleb Battle, Tremont Mark, Kenyon Menefield. I mean, all these players are listed as guards. I just I didn't I didn't I don't think that Ford was going to play above these guys. I don't know that it made a whole lot of sense. Now, yes, ideally he's in the program, he develops year after year, and you know by his junior year or something he's contributing like on a level these guys are. But next year he wasn't going to play above these guys. I, yeah, I don't I don't love the way that structure that that works out, but I do think that everybody's going to forget about that when Arkansas wins like almost 30 games or maybe somewhere around 30 games, you're probably going to forgive and forget that and remember how much you like winning, right? Also got Layden Blocker coming in, a five-star point guard. And then Bay Falls, the big man, coming in, two five-stars. And, you know, you, you look ahead to the transfer portal. Is Arkansas going to still, you know, do some damage there? There's been obviously talk. You know, Hunter Dickinson seems like a long shot, but there's a lot of talented guys still in the transfer portal. There's another guy that's in the – not portal, but he's seeking his release, I guess, from Texas, and that's Ron Holland, five-star. Five-star forward, 6'8", 195, number four-ranked player nationally. So, you know, through all the stuff with Chris Beard, you know, he obviously committed to – Texas over Arkansas I felt like primarily UCLA was also in there so and tons of others obviously uh, but he committed to Texas all the Chris Beard stuff happened Chris Beard's fired Ron Holland sticks with Texas and now is asking for his release so where does he end up a lot of people think Arkansas Arkansas was very close on him and you know also has a connection with Anthony Black who's obviously not here but he's from Duncanville you know so there's connections there Definitely a story to watch. Uh, see how that develops. But Ron Holland is back on the market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How nice would that be? All right, baseball. So, Arkansas, after a bit of a struggle, Arkansas had lost four straight, three in a row at Georgia, and then lost um, to Missouri State at Missouri State, uh, and then has sweeped Texas A&M. So, they won 7-5, 10-4, 8-7 over the weekend, Thursday through Saturday. The last two weekend series have been Thursday through Saturday. They'll play Lipscomb on Tuesday at 6 o'clock. And then this weekend series is in Starkville Friday, Saturday, Sunday, May 5th, 6th, and 7th in Starkville. Arkansas is currently a game and a half behind LSU in the SEC West. Mississippi State is 6-15 and 15 in conference, 24-20 and 20 overall. Arkansas is 14-7 and 7 in conference, 33-11 and 11 overall. Mississippi State's two years removed from winning – the College World Series. Ole Miss is one year removed. Ole Miss is 5-16, and 16, 23 and 21. So the last two College World Series winners, both from Mississippi, are 24-20 and 20 and 23-21 and 21 this year. That's the thing with Dave Van Horn. 
Arkansas has been always been good. Like, I mean, they haven't won it all yet. Obviously, you'd, you'd love to win a national championship. I still think he will before his time is done here. But, uh, I mean, I can think of like one year where they weren't really good. That's been a while now. Arkansas scholarship distribution, they have seven spots available. That's what I've got them at. I've got them at 78 total players. And we're going to talk with Danny now and get his insight on where Arkansas stands in terms of filling the roster. That's a lot of spots available. Well, we had some breaking news just happen. Hold on. I got my Hog Sports text alert. If you haven't signed up for text alerts at Hog Sports, then you should. Oh, they got the linebacker. All right. So, hoping Danny's sending out our newsletter also right now. So, Arkansas has picked up a linebacker, 6'4", 245, Cincinnati, Jaheim Thomas. Had visited uh, Fayetteville shortly after entering the portal and had also made an official visit with the Auburn Tigers, 14th scholarship transfer edition ahead of the 2023 season. So he's a native of Cincinnati. He had 23 tackles in 12 games in 2021, and then last season he had a 70-tackle season. Big kid, big kid for linebacker. This is a position of need. You know, we go through there and we talk about all the position groups where Arkansas um, – where Arkansas needs some help, a couple of safeties, a linebacker, not anymore. This puts Arkansas at 79. Uh, they need one more defensive tackle. I think they need one more tight end and really two more offensive linemen. They can get away with one more, but ideally two. And probably at least one more wide receiver. They need two to make the numbers just right, but at least one more. According to 24-7 Sports, Thomas was a three-star prospect, number 37 linebacker in the nation, the number 16 player in the state of Ohio – for uh, for his class. The composite rankings had him 22 among all outside linebackers and number six in his home state. So he's a little higher on the composite. I'm not sure where he ranks on uh, with a transfer ranking. But this puts Arkansas at eight scholarship linebackers. Let's see. Just kind of – all right, Danny has sent the newsletter out. So he's on top of it. I'm kind of stalling a little bit to get to Danny's to make sure he gets all those things blasted out for everybody to see. I'm going to quickly throw a retweet out there. If you'll bear with me. So that's good. That's a that's a guy Danny's been talking about for a good bit, and just got the uh, notice that Danny's good to go. All right, so we're gonna flip over to Danny now. What's up, man? I was just stalling a little bit, trying to read over everything. I yeah, I to make sure you got sure. every everything blasted out for everybody. Hey, There's no I point. Think you got it covered, man. Yeah, no point in writing the story me. without uh, without <laughs> blasting it for everybody to see, right? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Good pickup there, Trey. Uh, I think I told y'all two weeks ago when I saw him going to the portal. I hit the uh, I hit the group thread there, our Hog Sports group, and I mm -hmm. said, man, if they could get this one, I'd really like it. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. But I liked him from the jump, man. I think, uh, you know, he really took off last year. Okay, so he started, I want to say he played four games in 2020. That won't count against him, obviously. He maintained a red shirt uh, during the COVID year, which mm -hmm. doesn't, doesn't hurt anybody. Then he came back, uh, I want to say he played in 12 games in 21, had a, you know, a decent year, 20-something uh, tackles. And then, of course, he really took off last year, had a much bigger role for the Bearcat defense, which Trey, you and I and, and, and the boys sat there in the press box. I was pretty impressed by Cincinnati last year. They came into Fayetteville for that, that season opener and, and uh, gave the Hogs a, a dogfight. So 
Uh, I think he ended up with 70 tackles last year. It's another experienced big body, big body linebacker to uh, to go with Antonio Greer and, and Pooh Paul. And, um, of course, Jordan Crook coming on strong. I thought he had a really good bowl game against Kansas and, and Manny Powell. Mm-hmm. When he's healthy, I think he's flashed a few times. So, man, I, I feel better about that depth now, don't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely better. I mean, they needed they needed to add two total linebackers, and they got two guys that have experience and guys that are going to you know push to to start. And and the thing of it is, Danny, I mean, like if you want to talk about you know the guys up at the top, I, I think they've got a good bit of talent up there. They're just kind of young. But uh-huh. what I worry about is injuries. And, you know, you can look at it and say, okay, that's a good two deep, but you don't need a good two deep. You need a good three deep. You need, like, five guys that are really ready to go that you feel good about because somebody at every level is going to get banged up and you're going to miss a guy for some time. And you don't need to get back to a situation where, you know, it's 2015 and Brooks Ellis is so exhausted that he can't even catch his breath and he's trying to chase down Derrick Henry. Yeah. You know, bumper out there without – any hips really <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and arkansas i mean has gotten you know kind of lucky at linebacker uh obviously not last year with bumper but the year before they had three linebackers that they felt good about and they rotated those guys almost exclusively and you know they got banged up but luckily they stayed fairly healthy and that's kind of the same thing the year before that so i mean you got to have you got to have bodies, and, and you know the same thing with like defensive line and stuff. You just you want to make sure you're healthy and and uh, not healthy, but well rested when you get to the fourth quarter. And you know you you kind of just need a three deep. And in this day and age, it's much easier to do that with the transfer portal. That's I, I've said before. This is where Arkansas can close the gap on some people in the transfer portal. Yep. So totally agree with you on that. And uh, and you beat Auburn for this guy. I think that can't be overlooked. I thought it was interesting about Jaheim Thomas, of course. He uh, played it really, really close to the vest. Mm-hmm. A lot of these transfers are. Uh, it's kind of a trend, you know, after you – they spend two, three, four years sometimes in the limelight in high school, you know, being recruited, red carpet treatment everywhere. And I think for a lot of them, after two or three years in college, they're kind of over it. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't want to talk to people like me, <laughs> give me every update on what they're doing. They're grown men, you know, and mm-hmm. – I totally understand that, and, uh, and and he certainly seemed to fall into that category. So it was tough to get updates, but I think uh, I think Butler Benton, you know, he he actually got out of here. He's taking a new position at Notre Dame, but I think he had a little bit of something to do with this, and it wouldn't shock me if if he had more than a little to do with it. I think he was already um, trying to get that ball rolling. So mm-hmm. credit to uh, to Butler on his way out, trying to trying to help the Hogs out there, and it seemed to work out, but. Yeah, I like this one, Trey, but I'm still looking at that safety spot and, mm-hmm. and kind of curious what they're going to do there. It's just not a ton of names, and I think that's the risk you take by, uh, you know, getting through the 45-day window without a ton of movement at safety. Of course, you picked up Walcott. He's going to play nickel, I guess, but really need a couple more back there, and it's not just so much a, a judgment of, of who's on campus right now. I mean, I guess it is to a certain extent, but like you just talked about, it's depth you know, in quality depth. So I'm still a little bit concerned on the back end back mm-hmm. there, but yeah, uh, maybe one more DT would, would make me feel better. I think Kiwi Rose out of uh, Louisiana Tech is probably going to be a guy to, to really pay attention to. Not sure when he when he might get on campus. I, I know a lot's coming his way too. So I think Auburn's in the mix as well for, for uh, the Louisiana Tech guy. So a lot of competition, you know, these last few days, man, it gets crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Danny West joining us again. You can follow him at Danny West twenty four seven on Twitter, and if you want to read his content, most of it is VIP. So you will need a VIP subscription. Danny, real quick, back to Jaheim Thomas. Uh, just looking at his profile, he chose uh, Cincinnati over ultimately over LSU and Michigan State. Those are the two teams he visited. Also had a lot of offers. Alabama is listed as one of his offers. Also, uh, four star prospect. Number 22, outside linebacker nationally. Number six in Ohio. This is according to the 24-7 sports composite ranking. I'm not sure what his transfer re-ranking is, but I would assume it's probably pretty decent considering, yeah. you know, he had 70 tackles last year and is a former four-star. Um, so, I'm not sure. I actually just updated him to transfer 
to Arkansas. So hopefully that'll populate here in a little bit. Thank you for that. No problem. No problem. When you were talking, I figured I'd multitask <laughs> yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so, it, was, uh, it was popping there pretty good for a minute. So we know they need a couple of safety, and they don't need just like some bodies. They need somebody to come in there and compete for a starting job. I, you know, I, yeah. I, Hudson Clark catches some flack. Uh, from fans and stuff. I, I'd said all year last year, he's by far not the biggest problem with Arkansas secondary, which I think turned out to be very true. Um, and I'm okay with him starting back there. I think he's a good enough quality SEC starter, but I feel like they've got to have another guy uh, I, I, that, that can start alongside him. And whether that means moving a cornerback over to safety or what, but if you do that, then you need to bring in a cornerback also. You know, there, there's no reason you can't get the numbers where they need to be this year is with the transfer portal and what are we at now that puts them at 78 now or 79 79 by my count i okay. think uh yeah going into the day I, I i thought the number was seven but hey i may be the wrong person no i think ask. i think gets, you're right i think you're right here. i'm the person that updates uh, that i should know that off the top of my head but uh, I, I think, think that, I broke the big red board earlier, Trey. I yeah. apologize for everybody trying to look <laughs> at that. I'll clean it up eventually. But, man, yeah, I think I added uh, eight, nine guys this morning, and, and mm-hmm. I think the thing just got too long, too many codes. So we'll yeah. clean that up. But, uh, yeah, a lot to keep up with. Um, going back to the safeties, yeah, I'm just not seeing a ton, you know, that uh, that I thought I would mm-hmm. in the spring. Of course, 15-day period compared to 45, obviously you're not going to see as many and probably not as many marquee-type names, but some really good players out there. We mentioned uh, R.J. Moten, transfer out of Michigan safety that I really, really thought might make a lot of sense for Arkansas, and looks like he's taking a trip to uh, Florida. So I don't know if uh, how much movement Arkansas might have there, but, man, he'd be a guy that if you could get him, I think, I think could really help you out. But uh, mm-hmm. I guess we'll have to wait and see. If he gets through Gainesville uncommitted, maybe you'll still have a shot at him. Yeah. Uh, what about the the kid from Florida State? We talked about it a little bit earlier this morning. Uh, Jay, I believe is his name. Yeah, is Jay, there any – Jay Travis. Yeah. Is there any possibility there? He's uh, entered pretty late, I think, in the portal. Travis Jay. I Travis apologize. Jay, yeah. Yeah, two, two first names there. But, yeah, I could totally see that, obviously, with the connections of Marcus Woodson mm-hmm. uh, being at Florida State. Uh, definitely, I could see that making a lot of sense. 6'2", 200, originally from Greenville, Florida, a redshirt sophomore this uh, uh, currently. So, you know, he was on the scout team last year, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure how, how many. You know, FSU is a little bit different deal. Uh, you look at that sometimes and say, scout team? Well, sometimes those Florida schools and Bama and Clemson, they've got some pretty good players on mm-hmm. that side too. So uh, you can't always – uh, you know, label a guy like that. But he did play in 10 games, had a start in 2021, 17 tackles, a couple of picks, uh, four PBUs, uh, pass breakups, and uh, he had kickoff return yards too. So maybe a guy who could help you there. But, yeah, yeah I, I think uh, when you start drawing the connection with, with Coach Woodson, probably a guy to at least keep an eye on. Uh, but he's brand new to me, buddy. I'm, I'm just now getting into him today. Mm. So they added Jaheim Singletary. They added Jaheim Thomas, Tank Booker, Varkey's Gums. These are the additions since, I guess, I guess the new year. I mean, whenever the the last transfer, whenever the last transfer portal window closed, these are the additions that they've they've gotten since. Singletary is a four star, former five star high school recruit, four star re ranked transfer. Tank Booker is a four star. Varkey's Gums is a four star. And we're not sure on Jaheim Thomas, but he was a 24-7 sports composite four-star coming out of high school. So, to me, you still need a couple of safeties or defensive backs, and you can move things around. Um, yeah. They need one more defensive lineman. You mentioned uh, Kiwi Rose out of Louisiana Tech as a possibility, 6'3", 303 pounds. Uh, they got Varquise Gum. Still think they could use another tight end in the mold of a 6'4", 255, stout blocker, older guy, you know that you can yeah. use in certain situations. And just go get Brock Bowers, man. Yeah, what are just they go get on? him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, and I think they're good to go at linebacker now. I think they've got plenty of numbers. They needed a couple of guys. They addressed that. So, really, it's just two more defensive backs, two more defensive tackle, one more defensive tackle, two more defensive backs, one more defensive tackle. Um, Jaden Muskrat, possibility out of Tulsa, six three three zero seven offensive lineman. I think they need two offensive linemen, but 
really you want to make sure you just get quality. Um, you know, they're mm-hmm. not like they've got enough guys that are competing at the top. I don't think they need to go out and like find a starter necessarily. It'd be great if there's a guy out there like that, but they need to find guys because Arkansas needs to get through practices. They need to be able to roll yep. three deep out there, you know, and uh, right now they have 14 scholarship offensive linemen. I think they've got some good, you know, backups like Josh Street, Brooks Edmondson and stuff. Some or Not backups, but walk-ons. I think they got some quality walk-ons there. Wide receiver too, you know. Wide receiver, you'd like to see them add one more, and they've certainly put out a good number of offers uh, for guys that are wide receivers. But they, I've got them at eight scholarship wide receivers, I think. Or is it eight? Yeah. Yeah, I think but it's eight. You really need to be at like ten, ideally. Ten mm-hmm. scholarship wide receivers. But they've also got Cameron Bibby, uh, Khalil Gerald. um, uh, Chris, uh, forget Baker. Not Chris Baker. Chris Baker's a Chris way Baker's back. back again. Hey, that'd be nice. Chris Baker's back. Um, <laughs> I'm forgetting his name. Number eighty three. But uh, Harris. Chris yeah, Chris Harris. Harris. State kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting to that age, Danny, where I'm like bringing up oh, players yeah. from with you, dude. twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yep, happens all the time. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm with you on all of that. I, I will say, Jaden Muskrat, for people who don't follow every step of it, um, he was supposed to have been in last weekend for an official visit. Saturday, Sunday, couldn't make the trip. He and his mother got sick, so uh, still, still expect him. Not sure exactly when that's going to happen, but I would expect it to be this week at some point. Could be a late week, could be even a weekend visit, but still look for Jaden to get on campus at some point this week. All right. All right, Danny. Anything else you want to yeah, add today? Uh, that's it for now. I'm called back in about 30 minutes. There'll probably be a whole heck of a lot more. Who we'll knows? take it. We'll take a whole lot, heck yeah. of a lot more. Yeah. All right, brother. Yeah. All, All right, right We'll see you. All right. Thanks, Danny. All right, everybody. Again, that's Danny West. You can follow him at Danny West 24-7 on Twitter. Um, Danny does a great job. Again, most of his stuff is VIP. We kind of do two types of articles at Hog Sports. We write free articles, articles that are basically – you know, it's going to be everywhere. Everybody's, you know, everybody's writing the article, yada, yada. Uh, it comes out of a press conference. And then we write stuff that's more in-depth, what's about to happen, things that are well-researched, exclusive articles. Those are the things that are VIP for our VIP subscribers. And if you want to check it out, you can sign up at Hog Sports right now for just $1 for your first month. That's H-A-W-G sports.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network under the uh, CBS Interactive U.S. and Paramount Global Umbrella. Big, strong network. We're certainly happy to be a part of. All right, what's next? Should we get some questions? Do I have anything else lined up? Did we get a chance to really talk basketball? We talked a little bit about it. Not sure what else I could add. (laughs) Ron Holland's the guy to watch right now. All right. Let's get to some questions. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. If I can find you. All right, here we go. Bill Richards says, good afternoon. How about those hogs sweeping A&M? Yep, it's good after the... uh, the last bit with uh, losing four straight. We talked about bumper pull already, Bill. Again, these questions are, you know, they've built up over time. So he's he's paying attention. Michael Johnson says, two drafted. I think that sums up the program under the past two coaches. We should see that number begin to move up as our program becomes relevant again. 
think you're right. You know, just going over some of the names that I talked about, you know, you would expect, I think KJ Jefferson's got a really good shot as long as everything falls into place with some of the additions. I think, um, you know, Raheem Sanders, there's two right there. And I think they're, you know, Dwight McLaughlin, I think is a good possibility. Um, you know, maybe on the defensive line, I think Trajan Jeffcoat really has the the look of somebody that you would think, you know, has that next level ability. Yeah, you know, I think Cam Ball has a future there. He's just a redshirt sophomore, but technically he's he, he could go after this year if he wanted to. But I think he has the potential there. I think Brady Latham has potential. I still kind of want Brady Latham to come back and be the first five-year starter ever at Arkansas. Yeah. Maybe one of those wide receivers, Isaac Tesla, maybe. Bill Richards says, hopefully Bumper Pool will sign. If not by the Panthers, some team will. Yeah, he's signed. Landon Montgomery says, this football team hasn't gotten the hype as last year's team, but I think we feel better about this team. Why do you think that is? Well, I've gone through and looked at the whole roster compared to last year. Now, we had the benefit last year of knowing how things turned out, obviously. And this is all more projection. So, when I look at quarterback, should K.J. Jefferson be better? Individually, yes, he should be better. I think uh, Dan Enos will bring a lot to the table in terms of, you know, his – you know, knowledge as a technician about how to play quarterback. He certainly coached a lot of guys that have made it to the next level. Uh, so, K.J. individually, yes, he should be better. Offensive line, will it be better? That's a question because that's going to impact whether K.J. Jefferson's better. Uh, you've got two new tackles. You know, you've got uh, a new right guard. Just on the outset, I, there's a couple of things ways to look at this. Experience-wise, you say, no, they're not going to be better, okay? And then you look at the strength staff because there absolutely had to be a change. You saw how many times in short yardage Arkansas's offensive line struggled to get a push, especially at the goal line. So they they fired um, strength staff and they brought in Ben Souders. Now, I would also just be assuming to say Ben Souders is the answer, that he's going to get it all changed around. He might not. He might not be the answer. I think he will be, but he might not be. So, if he is the answer, then yes, the offensive line should probably be better. If he's not, probably not. And you also lose a lot of experience. So, right now I'm going to say they're not going to be better than they were last year on the offensive line. Wide receiver. You know, you didn't have anybody draft. Like, we can talk about Matt Landers and Jaden Hazelwood. You know, they were very good for Arkansas last year. Uh, were they exceptional? I don't know. I, I – I, tend to think Matt Landers, I think he had a better season last year overall, especially as, you know, things progressed. But are those guys irreplaceable? Like, Traylon Burks is, in a sense, irreplaceable. But are those other guys last year irreplaceable, two guys that, you know, didn't make the NFL, didn't get drafted? I think Arkansas has got better depth. I think, you, you know, the guys that are coming back from last year are going to be better. Isaiah Satania, Samuel Bakke, Jaden Wilson, Bryce Stevens – and then the guys that you're bringing in, Isaac Tesla. And, you know, the way they used Hazelwood a lot last year, like they used him in the slot, throwing screen passes, he wasn't very good at that, I didn't think. I think Isaiah Satania will be a step up. Can they find a deep threat to match Matt Landers last year? Is it Andrew Armstrong or Tyrone Broden? I think Isaac Tesla is going to be a steady, steady option for him. So I think they're going to be better at wide receiver. I think they have a chance to be better at tight end than they were last year with the freshman coming in and Varkey's gums. It's a really nice addition. Running back, they have everybody coming back from last year, and they add a four-star running back. And Dominic Johnson, since he was hurt earlier this time around, he should be back earlier. So they should be better at running back. I kiss the mic. Should be better at running back. So, so far, really, offensive line is, you know, the, the area where you say, I don't know if they're going to be better there. In my opinion. Now, looking at defense, I say cornerback. Yeah, they should be better. They got their two guys who started the end of last year back, and they brought in a lot of guys. Safety. God, I hope so. I 
I think they will be when they get everything sorted out with moving a cornerback or something there. They got Alfaheem Walcott coming in, obviously, to play nickel. And I include safety nickel kind of all in one. But, I mean, safety, there's not a 132nd team now, right? And Arkansas was probably 131 last year in safety play and had the worst pass defense in the country. They've got to find somebody who can come in and start alongside Hudson Clark. I just don't. I don't know. You know, I felt like Jaden Johnson took a step back last year. I think Malik Chavis has been Chavis has been very inconsistent throughout his career. You need somebody to come in who's like, I'm here to start. At least one guy. You need two guys, really, but you need at least one guy who's ready to come in and start. That's just the way it is at safety. So right now, today, are they better at safety? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, they certainly made a lot of changes. So, safety, I think linebacker, probably not going to be as good overall. I mean, you lose Bumper Pool, who's the school's all-time leading tackler. And I know he was hurt most of the last – the second half of the year. Uh, but you also lose Drew Sanders. Is there a third-round linebacker on this team? I don't know. Defensive end, I think they got a chance to be better. Defensive tackle, I think they got a chance to be better. Um, would like to see them add one more defensive tackle, but they return everybody at defensive end except for Jordan Dominic. And I know he had seven and a half sacks, but they also added Trajan Jeffcoat, added John Morgan. Uh, they got Quincy Rhodes Jr. coming in, Caleb, um, Caleb James coming in, and everybody else is back in a year older. Defensive interior, you know, if you consider it like this, first of all, they only played one, generally one defensive tackle last year. I knows because they had an odd front, but, uh, you know, they're going to play too. But if you consider this, Eric Gregory, eh, technically at end they lost Eric Gregory because Eric Gregory moved inside. So they add Eric Gregory on the interior. They get Torian Carter back. So there's two additions right there, you know, in addition to, um, you know, bringing in Tank Booker from Maryland, a four-star transfer addition, and they lose Terry Hampton. So technically when you look at it on paper, they should be better on the defensive line also. So really they should probably be better everywhere except for linebacker and probably have more depth at linebacker this year. And, um, yeah, linebacker and offensive line. Those are the two question mark areas. Long answer. Long answer, Landon Montgomery. Will Bonham says, hey, Trey, what's your favorite Matt Jones story? Also, what was his work <laughs> like in practice? Um, so I remember back when they used to run gassers. So gasser is down and back, down and back, right? Across the field, long ways or to the 50, you know, either way you want to do it, but they would do it long ways, like, or not long ways, but short, short ways, sideline to sideline. And I just remember Matt very typically being the last guy to finish gassers among the backs. They, they do the backs, you know, they do the linemen, um, and Matt was, you know, maybe he was saving himself. I don't know, but maybe the coaches told him to take it easy. I don't know, but I just do remember that. And you know, there were always kind of stories. Matt just had such. He was just a gamer when the lights came on. You know, uh, my favorite Matt Jones story. I don't know if I have a favorite story. I mean, there's too many to remember. I mean, I, I felt like with Matt Jones, his junior year and sophomore year, but I think especially maybe his junior year, uh, didn't have as much of a supporting cast as senior year. But I felt like every game was decided by Matt Jones. Either he did something that caused him to lose the game at the end or he did something that caused him to win the game. But he put them in like every single game. He was the reason that they were in every single game. That's what I remember most about Matt Jones. I don't know if I have like one story about him. I know I'll say this. Here's a good story. Like on the Jaguars message board after he got drafted, like they were so fed up with Arkansas fans, like infiltrating their team message boards because <laughs> everybody was so excited about him going to the NFL. Larry Ford says, any word on the basketball portal updates? We pretty much covered what we know of right now. I, I mean, could they add a big man? Y yeah. Do they absolutely need to? I mean, they got Trevon Brazil coming back. They got Makai Mitchell coming back. Jalen Graham's coming back. And Bay Falls being added to the mix. Landon says, how do you feel about Rocket running behind the O-line compared to last year? Going to be tough to match his performance from last year. 
It will be. I mean, like you don't see a lot of guys go back to back thousand yard seasons at Arkansas. I mean, who's the last guy to do that? Collins. Collins did it all three years. Before that, it would have been McFadden and Felix. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, Rocket's a pretty durable guy. He got banged up a little bit towards the end of last year. But, obviously, I mean, you got some restructuring on the offensive line. Now, Joshua Braun, I think the interior has a chance to be pretty good. You know, you lose Ricky Stromberg, but, I mean, you should be stronger. Like, they made changes with the strength staff for a reason, right? So, hopefully they'll be stronger up front. But I do think the offensive line would probably take a little bit of a step back. Maybe not. Maybe not. But just on paper. Bill Rich says, it's just practice, as Iverson would say. Yeah. Talking about practice? Practice. Why do you think Sanders fell to the third third round? He was incredible with all the tangibles. Tangibles. Uh I really don't know. I mean, he didn't far that – I think he was – wasn't he early third round? So, it wasn't like he fell that much, but he definitely fell. Maybe it was just a, a lack of a body of work maybe. But, I mean, he had a great season last year. He did kind of taper off towards the end of last year um, after a really great start. But, you know, he had some injuries and stuff. But maybe that was it, just not a big body of work. Um, he tested off the charts too, so – Josh Grubb says, won't ask anything pretty late joining, and you probably covered it, but thanks for some more hog sports. And of course, Josh. Chris Corley says, any of those D linemen you spoke of good enough to draw a double team that would help the other levels of the defense? Ball, maybe. Ball might have a chance to do that. Ball's a pretty good, pretty good player with a lot of upside. All right, everybody. Hey, one more time, if you're interested in, in – uh, Working at Hog Sports, then send me some information. Put Hog Sports Job, H A W G Sports, all together, and then Job, J O B, and send me a cover letter, send me a resume, send me some writing samples, video samples, whatever you got, why you think you might be perfect fit for us, and I'll take a look at it. I'm going to look over all these. We've gotten a lot of people send stuff in. Um, but yeah, we're looking. We're looking. So if you think you're the guy or the gal, either way, uh, then send us some information and we'll uh, we'll take a long look at it. Uh, if you haven't signed up at hogsports.com, do so at hawgsports.com. Part of the 24-7 Sports Network, it's a dollar right now. One dollar for your first month if you sign up today at hogsports.com. Or you can sign up for a year and take 30% off your first year. All right, everybody. Thanks to Danny West for joining us. Appreciate all of you hopping on as well. And we'll be back with you guys next week. All right, everybody. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. And we'll catch you next time. 